0: We are the Bride Radio, is the voice of the true Bride of Christ.
1: W.A. TV Radio seeks to inform and engage the Bride of Christ
2: Welcome to News Today with Dr. June Knight as your host on WITB.
1: This is a WATB disclaimer. Hello, Bride. Hello. Uh, we have a live press conference that is taking place right now. We're just a few minutes late, but we are able to rewind. So we're going to watch this for a few minutes. This Hello. is the president. Uh, talking about covid so we need to understand what is happening with covid okay so here we go
3: tax cut for families and children under the age of 18. And uh, that's where I'm going to start. Today is tax day, when uh, when everyone's taxes are due. No one likes to pay taxes, I know. My dad is a small person living in this country. But I want to tell everyone, with children, why, as they're filling their taxes, to following their taxes today. They should know that a new tax cut will be coming their way for working class and middle class folks very soon. As everyone knows, I firmly believe, we firmly believe, the need to make our tax system work for the middle class. That's why I think we should ask corporations in the top
1: 1%. Okay, Brian, can you hear me at all? Uh, Let me see what my settings are. Let's see here. Can you hear me at all? You can't hear it. Can you hear me? Oh, you can hear me okay. Okay, well, let me change something. Okay, I see what y'all are saying. All right, let me let me make a change. Thank you all for telling me. I'm sorry, I'll get it fixed. Hold on here. Okay, so let me rewind and we'll start this again. okay here we go and notice he's got the vice president with him here today wow they're really on the road with this okay here we go
3: good afternoon there are three things i want to speak briefly today with you all about the new uh new milestone in our progress against COVID-19 here at home, steps we're taking to fight COVID internationally, and an important tax cut for families with children under the age of 18. And uh, that's where I'm going to start. Today is tax day, when, uh, when everyone's taxes are due. No one likes to pay taxes, I know. But my dad used to say it's a small price to live in this country. But I want to tell everyone with children why, as they're filling their taxes, to f- filing their taxes today, they should know that a new tax cut will be coming their way for working class and middle class folks. And very soon, as everyone knows, I firmly believe we firmly believe the need to make our tax system work for the middle class. That's why I think we should ask corporations in the top 1% to start paying their fair share and why we should crack down on millionaires and billionaires who escape taxes by cheating. But I also think we need to give ordinary families a break, a tax break, to help them with the cost of raising their kids. Most people don't know it, but for families with children, we, uh, we put that tax cut into the American Rescue Plan, which was signed not long ago. And I signed the tax cut into law in March. 90% of the families, all middle class, working class families, will get this tax cut. It's a one year cut that reduces your taxes by $3,000 a year for each child you have under the age of 18. Two kids, it's a $6,000 tax cut. And if those kids are under the age of six, they'll actually get $3,600 per child. So, as you file your taxes a day, know that your tax cut is coming. There's, but this here's the great news. You won't have to wait until your next year's tax return to get that break. I'm announcing today that on July 15th and the 15th of every month thereafter throughout the year, you will get deposited in your bank account half of your tax cut at least $250 per child each month, a direct deposit into your account. So if you're a working family with two kids, you're going to get $500 a month into your bank account on the 15th of every month starting July. We're getting uh, and and we are getting you uh, a tax cut this year now when you need it and not have to wait. And if you get your tax cut refund deposited in your bank account automatically, this tax cut will be put into your account automatically. If not, it will be mailed to you. In addition to helping Americans hard-pressed and working families, experts have told us this will cut child poverty in America in half. This tax cut sends a clear and powerful message to American working families with children. Help is here. Now let me talk to another milestone in a long battle with COVID. Today, for the first time since the pandemic began, cases pandemic cases are down in all 50 states first time that's right thanks a lot to the hard work of so many people covid cases are down in all 50 states now i can't promise that will continue this way we know there will be advances and setbacks and we know that there are many flare-ups that can occur but if the unvaccinated get vaccinated they will protect themselves and other unvaccinated people around them. If they do not, states with low vaccination rates may see those rates go up, may see this progress reversed. Ultimately, those who are not vaccinated will end up paying the price. The vaccinated will continue to be protected against severe illnesses, but others may not be if you're not vaccinated. But given that the vaccination is convenient and free, It'll be a tragedy if to, and a needless one to see COVID cases among those who do not get vaccinated go up. We're not done fighting this virus. We still have tens of millions left to vaccinate. But we are making significant progress. In fact, when tomorrow's vaccination numbers come out, they'll show that 60%, 60% of the Americans have received at least one shot. Every day, the light at the end of that tunnel has grown brighter. This vaccination effort has been a historic logistical achievement for our nation. And I want to thank the scientists and the researchers, the companies manufacturing the vaccines, the National Guard, the U.S. military, FEMA, the nation's governors, doctors, nurses, pharmacists. And I want to thank the American people who have stepped up and done their... All right, let's pause
1: right here. Okay. Uh, Let me see. I don't know if I can do this, but I'm going to try. All right. Let's see. Yay. Okay. Very good. Let me ask you something, Brad. How many of you think that we are listening to universal uh, payments. I don't know like what they're going to call it, but it, it certainly looks like um, they're beginning this circular economy that I was telling you about where uh, everybody will be paid to obey. Now, they're not saying this right now, but you've got to ask yourself, why are they beginning to start paying people? Now I'm going to tell you something I heard that is very disturbing. Okay. As you know, I'm an employer and I'm now wanting to hire these people, right? So because of that, I heard that they are now, uh, that it's hard to get, They're saying it's hard to get employees now because people don't want to work. Can you believe that? And they said that, why would you, why would you want to work when you can get money from the government? Uh, they get, in other words, they get more in their disability, more in their SSI and all of this. So why would they want to work? Uh, and, so what i'm wondering what i'm wondering bride is is this what their goal is is their goal to begin paying people so that they won't want to work but they'll want to stay home and receive that money and then if they stay home they'll have to do everything online and then they'll be able to keep an eye on or whatever i mean what do you all think Okay, Miss LJ says, "Bride, listen. If y'all see me, if y'all see me looking up, uh, it's because I'm looking at your comments on the big screen." Okay, so let's see what you're saying. LJ said, "It's possibly a stepping stone to get us used to these deposits, just like the stimulus money." True, true. Now, here's the deal. Here's the deal, y'all. Y'all, we know that we don't have a problem with taking money. We don't have a problem with doing all this unless you're asking something of us. If you are asking us to sign our life over to receive it, no. If you're asking us to renounce Jesus to receive it, no. If you're asking us to go along with some new order, no. So I almost think LJ is right. What if, what if they are just priming us to cause us to get used to money coming from them and then we compromise along with whatever is these people that are getting the jab, whatever... Uh, the decrease that that is causing in the brain or, you know, whatever. Uh, I mean, can you see how it could escalate to where they just would, they would roll right on with it, you know? I mean, I don't know. What do y'all think? Wow. Listen, this person says, I see it at my work. No one wants to work. Wow. And then a miracle says, I think total government dependency. Yeah. They're building the foundation for the B system. Yes. Higher health care, but no health care. I'm going to tell you all what, we was looking at health care here. Now that we have payroll and stuff. Oh, you wouldn't believe how expensive it is. Ridiculous. I mean, like looking for Brock's family dynamic with three kids you know, wife and three kids. It was like 1200 1300 a month. You know, just to go through this, it's like, what the world? Uh, yeah, Bethany says, the Bible says, if you don't work, you don't eat. Yeah. Yes, Jennifer, that's right. Jennifer says, Uh, The Great Reset says you will own nothing and be happy. Universal basic income. We're all in this together. Nobody's better than anybody else. That's right, sis. Uh, So, Donna, your husband can't find help either, huh? Yeah, health care is ridiculous. So, I don't know. Okay, well, let's go back to watching this and let's see what he's going to say here. Yeah, it is going to get worse. Okay, well, let's continue. Let's go back to the screen. All right, here we go. Now, I want to go back and I want to kind of start it a little bit back and to see what he's saying about the vaccines he's starting on the taxes so let's go back here we go
3: child you have under the age of 18 two kids it's a six thousand dollar tax cut and if those kids are under the age of six they'll actually get three thousand six hundred dollars per child so as you follow your taxes a day know that your tax cut is coming but this here's the great news You won't have to wait until your next year's tax return to get that break. I'm announcing today that on July 15th, and the 15th of every month thereafter throughout the year, you will get deposited in your bank account half of your tax cut at least $250 per child each month, a direct deposit into your account. So if you're a working family with two kids, you're going to get $500 a month into your bank account on the 15th of every month, starting July. 500 We're getting, uh, And And we are getting you a, a tax cut this year now when you need it and not have to wait. And if you get your tax cut refund deposited in your bank account automatically, this tax cut will be put into your account automatically. If not, it will be mailed to you. In addition to helping Americans hard-pressed and working families, experts have told us this will cut child poverty in america in half this tax cut sends a clear and powerful message and to american workies, working families
1: Pause. isn't it funny that they're calling this a tax cut you see amy and joe that's right
3: with children help is here now let me take, talk to another milestone in a long battle with COVID. Today, for the first time since the pandemic began, cases, pandemic cases, are down in all 50 states. First time. That's right. Thanks a lot to the hard work of so many people, COVID cases are down in all 50 states. Now I can't promise that will continue this way. We know there will be advances and setbacks. And we know that there are many flare ups that could occur. But if the unvaccinated get vaccinated, they will protect themselves and other unvaccinated people around them. If they do not, states with low vaccination rates may see those rates go up, may see this progress reversed. Ultimately, those who are not vaccinated will end up paying the price. The vaccinated will continue to be protected against severe illnesses but others may not be if you're not vaccinated. But given that the vaccination is convenient and free, it'll be a tragedy and a needless one to see COVID cases among those who do not get vaccinated go up. We're not done fighting this virus. We still have tens of millions left to vaccinate. But we are making significant progress. In fact, when tomorrow's vaccination numbers come out, they'll show that 60 percent, 60 percent of the Americans have received at least one shot. Every day, the light at the end of that tunnel is growing brighter. This vaccination effort has been a historic logistical achievement for our nation. And I want to thank the scientists and the researchers, the companies manufacturing the vaccines, the National Guard, the U.S. military, FEMA, the nation's governors, doctors, nurses, pharmacists, I want to thank the American people who have stepped up and done their patriotic duty and gotten vaccinated.
1: Okay, we hear the theme here. It's your patriotic duty to get the V, he's saying. Let's look at this a minute, Brad. President Trump says he's the one that put in the vaccine. He wants his name on it, Trump scene. Then he said he's the father of the vaccine. Okay, so if he's wanting all the credit for the vaccine, he's the one saying he has the patriots. Then you got the Democrats over here saying if you take the V, then you're a patriot. So which way is it, people? It's because they're both together.
3: In less than four months, we've gone from less than 6% to 60 percent of adults in America with at least one shot. We're seeing the results in live and and we see the results in people's lives and in their livelihoods. Deaths are down from COVID by 81 percent and also at their lowest level since April of 2020. As a result of our prompt action to roll out the vaccine and boost the economy, We've gone from stagnation to an economy that is growing faster than it has in nearly forty years. We've gone from anemic job creation to a record of creation for more for a new administration. None has ever created this many jobs in this time frame. The progress is undeniable, but we're not done yet. And some of the hardest work is ahead. We're still losing too many Americans, and we still have too many unvaccinated people in America. Last week, the CDC announced that if you're fully vaccinated, you no longer have to wear a mask. They reported that science the science now shows that your vaccination protects you as well as being masked or better than being masked. So you can protect yourself from serious illness from COVID by getting vaccinated or wearing a mask until you're fully vaccinated. Either way, you're protected. As I said last week, Some people may want to continue to wear masks, even if they are fully vaccinated. That's a decision they can make. Some businesses may want to continue to require wearing masks. Let's all be kind and respectful to one another as we come out of this pandemic and respect those who want to continue to wear a mask, even if they've been vaccinated. Above all, let's work together, though, to meet the target, I've said, of 70% of adults, all adults, with at least one shot by July the 4th seven states have already done this getting vaccinated has never been easier we are 80,000 locations where you can get a shot 90% of you live within 5 miles of one of those locations you can now find a vaccine site near you by texting your zip code to 438829 438829 your zip code and that number You'll get all the places near you. Many places don't require an appointment. Just walk in and get the shot. It's free, and everyone 12 years and above is eligible. If you need help getting your vaccine site, getting to or from your vaccination site, Lyft and Uber are offering free rides to take you to the vaccination site and bring you back home between May 24th and July the 4th to anyone who wants to get vaccinated. And I've called on employers to do their part as well, offering their employees paid time off to get vaccinated. And we've set up a program nationally to reimburse those businesses for the cost of giving employees the time off. Now it's time to get your shot. We have the vaccine. We've secured enough supply to vaccinate all adults and children above the age of 12. I repeat, now's the time to get your vaccine shot. Now, over the past 118 days, our vaccinations program has led the world. And today, we're taking an additional step to help the world. We know America will never be fully safe until the pandemic that's raising globally is under control. No oceans wide enough, no walls high enough to keep us safe. Rampant disease and death in other countries can destabilize them, those countries, and pose a risk to us as well. New variants could arise overseas that could put us at greater risk and we need to help fight the disease around the world to keep us safe here at home and to do the right thing of helping other people. It's the right thing to do. It's the smart thing to do. It's the strong thing to do. In March, we shared over 4 million doses of our AstraZeneca vaccine with Canada and Mexico. At the end of April, we announced that we would provide another 60 million doses of our AstraZeneca vaccine overseas. Remember, This is the vaccine that's not authorized for use in the United States yet. So we're going to be sending it to folks once the FDA has reviewed this and said it's safe. This is all the AstraZeneca vaccine produced in the United States. All of it will be sent to other countries. And today I'm announcing they will also share U.S. authorized vaccine doses of Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson as they become available with the rest of the world as well. These are vaccines.
1: I'm sorry, Brian. It is so hard for me to listen to him without laughing. And I don't mean to, he's our president. I mean this, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but the way that he talks just seems uh insincere you know like please y'all you just need to take the vaccine I'm gonna have to put it, <laughs> I'm gonna put it on the video camera y'all please take the vaccine what's wrong with you come on now What's wrong with you, Brian? You've got to take the vaccine. What is wrong with you? I don't mean to be disrespectful. I know he's our president, but the way that he talks is like what I told you about the empathy. uh, The deal between him and uh, President Trump. So anyways, that's just my opinion. I probably should have kept that to myself. Sorry. Okay. So here we go. Here
3: we go, Brad. Vaccinations and vaccines that are authorized to be put in arms of Americans. And by the end of June, when we will have taken delivery of enough of such vaccines to protect everyone in the United States, the United States will share at least 20 million of those doses that extra supply with other countries. This means over the next six weeks, the United States of America will send 80 million doses overseas. That represents 13% of. 80 million.
1: What the world? 80 million doses. Watch this. Watch this. What is 80 million times $40 equal?
0: The answer is 3.2 billion United States dollars.
1: 3.2 billion What is 80 million times $50 equal?
0: The answer is 4 billion United States dollars.
1: 4 billion all this talk that they're doing bride about this universal language if you don't see the merger here I don't know what to tell you Brad because this whole deal this universal talk they have merged let's go let's go back to it
3: of the vaccines produced by the United States by the end of June. This will be more vaccines than any country has actually shared to date, five times more than any other country, more than Russia, China, which have donated 15 million doses. You know, there's a lot of talk about Russia and China influence in the world with vaccines. We want to lead the world with our values, With this demonstration of our innovation and genuity and the fundamental decency of the American people. Just as in World War II, America was the arsenal of democracy in the battle against COVID-19 pandemic. Our nation is going to be the arsenal of vaccines for the rest of the world. We'll share these vaccines in the service of ending the pandemic everywhere.
1: Brad, I got to say this. You know how I told you that I feel like President Trump's America First plan is really America down. To me, he handed over the reins to Biden, and I know this to make a lot of Trump supporters mad, but to me, I told you, he is not going down the sinking ship. Now that they're here, they're saying, oh, we're just going to give away all these 40 or 80 million million." Uh, jabs the vaccine which we know costs between 40 and 60 dollars a piece and they're going to do this for people all over the world you know it just makes you wonder because we have the economy which we're going to talk about today on my other news about the economy is not doing so good although they try to reflect that it is you hear what i'm saying uh we still have homeless people out there brad we still have homeless people out there we have a lot of people out here that are hurting do you hear what i'm saying so i don't know i mean i know that covax which is part of the u.n COVAX wants every rich country to fund the vaccines for all the countries that are not rich. And so I know they're still putting a plea out there that they're wanting more money, which is why, you know, he's making this announcement today. Excuse me. Which is why he's making this announcement today, because... uh, the United States is fulfilling that part of COVAX. Okay. So let's see what else he's got to say.
3: And we will not use our vaccines to secure favors from other countries. We'll work with COVAX, the international organization yeah,
1: and COVAX. other partners
3: to ensure that the vaccines are delivered in a way that is equitable, that follows the science and the public health data. Today's announcement to share 80 million doses is our next step as we ramp up the efforts to respond to COVID-19 around the world. In the weeks ahead, working the world with the world's democracies, we'll coordinate a multilateral effort to end this pandemic. I expect to announce progress in this area at the G7 Summit of the United Kingdom in June, which I plan on attending. This is a unique moment in history, and it requires American leadership. But I want to be clear. Beating this pandemic globally is beyond the capacity of any one nation, even the United States. But we'll continue, the United States will continue to donate our excess supply as that supply is delivered to us. But that won't be nearly enough. We need, What we need to do is lead an, an, an entirely new effort an effort that involves working with the pharmaceutical companies and others and partner nations to vastly increase supply, to create, most of it here in the United States, the kind of capacity that can beat this pandemic worldwide in a way that creates jobs here at home and saves lives abroad. This will take longer than our immediate work to donate from the existing supplies. And we're going to be asking other nations to help shoulder the economic cost of this effort. But the consequences will be more lasting and more dramatic. Doing this will help us beat the pandemic and leave us with a manufacturing capacity here to prepare for the next crisis, the next vaccine needed. I'm putting Jeff zines who is leading our COVID team and the COVID efforts, to beat the virus here in the United States in charge of this effort. Jeff will be working with our National Security Council and a talented, dedicated team that has been stood up all across our government. It will include Gail Smith at the State Department, leading in diplomacy, and experts from our Agency of International Development, and the Department of Health and Human Services as well. We're going to bring the same whole of government response to the global effort that made us so successful here at home. Again, we have enough, we have, we, the United States, has secured enough supply for all eligible Americans all Americans 12 years years old and older. And we still have work to do, though. Hard work. But because we have done so much here, because of the power of American companies, research, and manufacturing, we can continue to do more to help the rest of the world. This is a rapidly changing world, and it's a mistake to bet against democracies. Just as democracies led the world in the darkness of World War II, democracy will lead the world out of this pandemic and America will lead those democracies as they work to bring greater health and hope to the world in the months to come. And uh, folks, uh, think back four months ago, four months ago was audacious goal that we had to put a million shots.
1: Let me pause there a minute. When he said, let me, well, let me, Rewind it because I want to make sure I'm understanding this right.
3: The Department of Health and Human Services, as well, we're going to bring the same whole of government response to. The-
1: okay, when he says we're going to bring the same whole of government response, uh, what that means is. Uh, the world economic forum that's remember that's what they use uh, whole of government that's part of the u.n terminology so now he's talking in the u.n terms so let's listen to him a minute
3: the global effort that made us so successful here at home
1: it's a global effort that made us so successful here at home Okay, because he's talking about uh, the whole of government approach. Okay,
3: again, we have enough. We have we the United States has secured enough supply for all. All
1: right, listen. The United States have secured enough supply. Okay,
3: all Americans, all Americans, twelve years twelve years old and older. And we still have work to do, though. Hard work. But because we have done so much here, because of the power of American companies, research and manufacturing, we can continue to do more to help the rest of the world. This is a rapidly changing world. And it's a mistake to bet against democracies. Just as democracies led the world in the darkness of World War II, Okay,
1: see, Remember, I told you, Brad, how it bothers me when they say that word democracy, because we're not a democracy. We're a republic. But I am wondering if they're saying if they have changed us. I'm wondering, and I know it's going to sound crazy, but I'm wondering if we have if we do have two different governments. If or if we're merging into the one, the reason I say that is like the way that he talks about the United States. And then he talks about America as if it's a separate place. Now we know as well that that is what president Trump with this new government that he is setting up right now is focusing on America. We know, too, that we're merging or have merged with Mexico and with Canada and with the triangular places, uh, which is like Guatemala, all these places basically that flood in here type of deal. Uh, So I'm really wondering now if because he just said right here that America will lead the world, America will lead the world but not the United States will lead the world. I'm wondering if that is what's going to be this new world order leader with President Trump as the leader. And the reason I say that, look what outfit he's wearing today. Black, gray, and white. What is President Trump's logo? Black and white. I mean, I know this may sound far-fetched, but... If he's saying that America is going to lead the world, it may be this government that President Trump is building. Uh you got to ask yourself though. Let me let me put my camera on here. Okay. You got to ask yourself the bride. Why is President Trump building a new government? Why is he Why does he have this America First Institute? Why are they focusing on the infrastructure and focusing on all of their agenda just like as if they were still in office? You've got to ask yourself this why. Why? Like I told you before, we thought it would be Obama. We thought Obama would be the one doing all this, but it's not as President Trump. I told you already my suspicions based upon uh, the documents about the case that they're laying. I feel like that they're making a case against our country, Brad, to the international courts. You know how President Biden announced that we're going to be under not president Biden, but the secretary of state said that we're under international law. Uh, but I told you for the past few months that these, these executive orders and the paperwork that's coming down the pike sounds like they're creating a case against our own country, the United States, not America, the United States. And also I'm wondering, I'm just throwing this out there. It may not happen this way, but this is just, you know, me putting the pieces together. You take America. All right, we got South America and we got North America. Okay, but you got to admit, we've had a whole lot of language. America this, America that, America, America, America. Uh, Ever since this began, really but now it is like we have two separate governments because you have president Trump over here, bossing everybody around. You've got to see this. It is like he is bossing everybody around. He has an opinion about everything. And it makes you wonder how he can do that. How, how does he have a right to say all of this, you know, so, what is going on? I don't know. Look into Mount Weather. What is Mount Weather? Yes, Sherry, that's right. Guilty of slavery. That is one of the things that they'll be using against us, I believe, at the International Courts of Law, which I do believe will also include Christianity because the Bible is the root. They'll probably say, which is thus the white supremacy and all that. Okay, what would you tell me to look up about the Mount? Ah, good point, Jennifer. She said, why has President Trump been coming out with it a lot lately uh, about the election? Maybe, I told y'all, Brad, I can see him going to the international courts. Uh, I can see him going to the international courts against us about election fraud, can't you? Wow, I didn't even know about this. Oh, wow. All right, sis, well, I will show that about Mount Weather after this. Okay, so due to the fact of uh, possibly having two governments, uh, let's see what he's saying here. Let's see.
3: Congress will lead the world out of this pandemic. And America will lead those democracies. See? As they work to bring greater health and hope to the world and the mon- America will lead those
1: uh, democracies. That is countries, Brad. Democracies. America will lead those countries, he's saying. All right, Miss Jennifer.
3: Once to come. And uh, folks, uh, think back. Four months ago, four months ago was an audacious goal that we had to put a million shots in the arms in my first 100 days as president. A hundred million, I should say. We did over 220 million shots in that time frame. Back then, most adults weren't eligible to get the shot. Now, everyone 12 years older is eligible. And tomorrow, 60%. By tomorrow, 60% of all American adults will have received at least one shot. Look what we've done. Look what we've done, America. Look at what you've done, America. There's not a single thing beyond our capacity to do in this country. When we decide to do it, and we do it together. We can do whatever set our minds to do if we do it together. And that's exactly what we're going to do.
1: Together. Solve the problem here in
3: the United States, which we're well on our way of doing. And help solve the problem for the world by organizing the rest of the democracies of the world. Wanna thank you all. God bless you and may God protect our troops. Thank you very much. <laughs> are you
2: worried about the situation
3: are you about in India, sir? President, insist
4: upon
3: a ceasefire given the escalation and violence we've seen over the weekend. I'll be speaking with the prime minister in an hour and I'll be able to talk to you after that. Thank you.
5: you've defended Israel's right to defend itself, do you still believe its actions are proportionate to what they're
1: facing? All right. Well, there you have it, Brad. There you have it. There's a lot for us to chew on. That's for sure. Okay. Let's go to the next, next thing. AT&T is in talks to combine media assets, including CNN, with Discovery. The deal would continue consolidation in media business buffeted by cord cutting and streaming. AT&T is in talks to combine its sprawling Warner Media division with Discovery Incorporated, according to people familiar with the matter, potentially unwinding the telecom giant's signature bet on media as pressure on the traditional entertainment business mounts, The talks, which likely value the at and business at well over $50 billion with debt, could lead to an agreement by Monday, the people said who cautioned that the talks should fall apart. So Verizon must have booted them on out, huh? Okay, listen to this. According to Wall Street Journal, Treasury Secretary Yellen doesn't anticipate inflation to be a problem. This is only a minute and a half long, Brad, and I want you to hear what they are officially saying uh, by our U.S.
0: Department of of Treasury. Here we go. Expectation that next year we will be back to full employment. Um, there will certainly be some adjustments along the way. We've had a, sh- a huge shift in spending away from services and toward durable goods and manufactured goods. And I expect as things open, open up, uh, we'll see a shift in spending back in the other direction some reallocation of workers as that occurs. Um, You know, for the next six months or so, I expect to see for transitory reasons, some price pressures, Uh, but I think the causes are uh, transitory due to various bottlenecks um, and so-called base effects with respect to inflation indices, Uh, short run, Uh, The demand for workers is increasing, and many people still aren't able to return full-time to work because they still have children out of school or are concerned about health issues. But I expect all of this to be transitory, and I think the economy is going to get back on track. I don't anticipate that inflation is going to be a problem, but it is something that we're watching very carefully. Uh Uh-huh.
1: The human standard. All right. I wanted you to hear what she had to say there. According to them, everything is great. All right. Let's go to the next thing. Child tax credit expansion kicks in July 15th. That's what the president announced today with monthly payments to the families biden administration will be sending up to 300 a month per child to millions of households look how this uh newspaper is spinning it i mean what they're saying is true but they're not saying it like oh this is universal uh money how can they be doing this where's all the money coming from Don't y'all notice that the media is not even questioning all these crazy shenanigans? Don't you wonder why the media is not even addressing the new world order that's taking place? What the world? All right, so let's listen to this. Okay. The inter the Internal Revenue Service will make its first batch of monthly payments to about thirty-nine million families with children on July 15th, delivering the child tax credit that Congress expands in March expanded in March. Tens of millions of households will receive up to 250 a month per child between ages six and seventeen and up to 300 per child under the age of six based on their ages at the end of 2021. These pay, the payments will be made on the 15th of every month unless that date falls on a holiday or weekend. The Treasury Department said Monday, unless Congress extends the program, it will expire at the end of December. Congress expanded the child tax credit in March, increasing the maximum credit from 2000 per child to 3000 for those to age 6 to 17 and to 3600 under age 6. The expanded part of the credit begins shrinking as income rises above $75,000 for individuals, $112,500. For heads of household and 150,000 for married couples, the $2,000 credit starts phasing out when income reaches $200,000 for individuals and $400,000 for married couples. The credit isn't just larger. Congress made two other changes that effectively convert the credit into a near universal child allowance. See, there it is. There it is universal child allowance first it made the credit fully refundable which means that the entire amount can go to households that don't make enough money to pay income taxes before 1400 of the two thousand dollar credit was refundable in addition Congress ordered the IRS to begin regular payments of the credit turning the lump sum refunds during tax season into a routine benefit for 2021. Wow. Biden's plan for free community college faces resistance. Republicans and experts say the free college part of the America's Family Plan fails to address deep-seated problems.
0: There are many names for enthusiasts.
1: Tuition at America's public universities has nearly tripled since 1990, with President Biden looking to ease the burden for some students. Experts explain how federal financial aid programs can actually contribute to rising. Been growing carbon. fast
6: at America's public universities, in-state tuition at public four-year schools increased from $3,800 in 1990 to more than $10,000. That's approaching three times the cost after adjusting for inflation. And as students logged into class from home in the pandemic, few schools offered discounts. President Biden wants to make it more affordable to get a degree.
3: Public colleges and universities would be tuition free for families earning less than $125,000.
6: The president and his allies argue that the federal government should do more to help students. But research says that federal programs meant to help students pay for college have actually made higher education more expensive. The story begins on the balance sheets of public four-year schools like the University of Oregon. In 2020, the university spent more than $975 million on operations. That includes wages for professors and administrators and upkeep on facilities. A school can pay for some of its spending by drawing on donations that are stored in an endowment, but endowments often have spending limitations. So the more important revenue streams for public colleges tend to be state funding and student tuition. But what happens with the former greatly affects the latter. Josh Mitchell covers economics for the Wall Street Journal.
4: What's happened over the years is that burden of paying for college has shifted from state taxpayers to the families themselves. And so now we're seeing that more and more schools are relying on tuition to get a bulk of their funding.
6: During recessions, Many states opt to cut funding for universities. The lost revenue is made up by raising tuition or admitting more students, especially ones from out of state or overseas. This gives public schools like the University of Oregon an incentive to expand their profile to attract not only in-state students, but also non-residents who have to pay higher out-of-state tuition fees. So they bolster their academic programs and they add recreational perks like gyms and rock climbing walls.
4: You know, if you can make your campus more attractive um, by investing in these types of things that students like to do and make it a fun environment, like a Disney World environment, more students are going to want to go there. More students are going to want to apply. And therefore, the school is going to have uh, the, the power to raise tuition and students will be willing to pay.
6: These amenities are making prices rise, but there are deeper factors at play.
4: Concerns about tuition and the high cost of college have been around since 1900. And they really started to rise in the 40s and 50s. And so Congress comes in and they say, okay, well, we want to help people pay for college. We'll do it through student loans.
6: The federal government started financing the college system when Lyndon Johnson signed the Higher Education Act of 1965.
3: If we reject learning, we render ourselves dead to the past and lost to the future. Since then,
6: generations of leaders have approved changes to the act to influence how money flows into the college system.
4: When Congress created this program under the Higher Education Act, it gave schools an incentive to raise their prices. Because think about it, each student now has a voucher to pay for college. So this became a really big way for schools to make money um, through student loans. And so it gave kind of this perverse incentive for schools to raise their costs instead of competing on price a lot of schools actually learned they could actually charge more not less if they could convince their students that they were prestigious
6: for example say a student from california receives pell grants and loans from the federal government they're free to spend that money at the school of their choice some students opt for an in-state education but others can be lured by an attractive amenity or a key research program and they can take those dollars out of state. This incentivizes schools to spend more on programs and facilities and ultimately charge more for tuition. But those increased costs affect every enrolled student, including those who are in state. Dr. Gray Gordon at the Federal Reserve Bank of Richmond has studied what makes tuition prices rise so rapidly.
5: What we found is that the main drivers of college tuition inflation are demand side factors, that is things that increase willingness of students to pay for school.
6: Dr. Gordon and his colleague studied the factors that increased average college tuition between 1987 and 2010. They found that increases in federal financial aid were responsible for more than 54% of all tuition price rises observed in that period. In particular, a tweak to federal policies first seen in 1993, greatly contributed to this increase.
5: Before 1993 only subsidized loans existed so those were given out to students with demonstrated need but in 1993 the program was expanded so now students who didn't qualify for subsidized loans now qualified for unsubsidized loans. This greatly increased the ability of students to pay for school and ultimately led to tuition increases. But the federal government
6: isn't the only factor at play here more parents are willing to spend on their children's education because college graduates earn 84% more than high school graduates over their careers. This earnings premium has risen over time, and it's making tuition prices rise too. So what can be done to rein in costs for students? Leaders in the private and public sectors have offered different paths forward. Most notably, President Biden. Experts tell the journal that Biden's tuition-free proposal, as written, would have mixed effects on tuition price increases. His call to double the amount given as a grant will give students more money to spend at any college in the country. This could increase student demand for higher education, which would push prices up further. But the plan also calls for the federal government to cover 75% of in-state tuition for qualifying students, if states agree to pay the rest this could calm some of the competition between public colleges for out of state students. An analysis conducted by Georgetown University Professor Anthony Carnavali did find that Biden's proposal would pay for itself.
4: We know through a fairly elaborate set of uh, economic analysis of the Biden plan. If we put the money down now 10 years, the program will pay for itself.
6: But Dr. Carnavalli says the problem of rising tuition can't be addressed with government policy alone. The private sector has also proposed ways to train workers without a four-year degree. Google, for example, offers a six-month certificate that can stand in for a four-year degree in certain IT roles. And thousands of universities are collaborating with websites like Coursera to provide new and expensive learning options. Experts say that a consensus has emerged costs for college are too high. And in a world shaken by the coronavirus and an uncertain economic recovery, parents and students are increasingly asking, is this all worth it?
1: Well, in the old world it was, I can tell you that. Okay, President Biden's plan to offer Americans the opportunity to attend community college for free is running up against political obstacles over who should pay for it and skepticism on whether it would broaden access to higher education. His proposal, unveiled in April as part of the $1.8 trillion America Families Plan, would waive tuition for two years of public community college. It would also provide many students more cash to cover living expenses that often deter students from lower income families from attending. As with other aspects of the overall Biden plan, the $256 billion community college proposal represents a gamble on big social spending. So what do you think about it, Brian? Okay, now we're going to move on to UN news. Okay, look at what they have on the UN website. Let me get my glasses. This kind of article fires me up because it's all gearing up for the persecution against the church. And it just makes you sick knowing a lot of these ministers are partnering with this, knowing what's coming to us. Knowing what is coming to us. Uh, Okay, so here we go. UN News, USA. Now, let me tell you something about the U.N.'s website, Brad. When you go to the U.N.'s website and you check out their news, you got to think about it like this. You have all of these countries watching this, and they're giving the reports on all these countries. So this is them telling them that this is what is happening in the United States. Okay, look what they say. Rights expert decries wave of anti-protest laws spreading throughout the country. And you see the picture with Black Lives Matter and all this. This is dated May 5th. This is a very recent article. A UN independent human rights expert has slammed new laws in several American states aimed at suppressing racial justice protests and the Black Lives Matter movement, according to a statement on Wednesday. Can you believe this? Special Rapporteur Clement Vaul said the laws adopted in Florida and Oklahoma appear to be part of an ongoing effort to curtail demonstrations such as those which took place following the killing of George Floyd last May. So they say it will bring a snowball effect. He feared they are part of a wave of legislation to restrict racial justice protests in the United States, where more than 90 anti-protest bills have been introduced in 35 state legislatures Since May of 2020, seven other states have drafted laws which are moving towards enactment. I am afraid that the adoption of anti-protest laws in Florida and Oklahoma may be part of a snowball effect which started in 2017 with anti-protest legislation spreading throughout the country. Who is the UN Special Rapporteur on the right to peaceful assembly? I strongly urge all states to refrain from going down the same path. So according to this guy, they are incentivizing white supremacy. In Florida, a defendant in a civil lawsuit will now be able to avoid liability by establishing that the energy or death they caused arose from conduct by someone acting in furtherance of a riot. Mr. Vowles said civil society advocates have pointed out that such immunity will provide incentives for the actions of white supremacist vigilante groups and allow further violence against Black Lives Matter protesters. The targeting of the Black Lives Matter movement while creating legal protections for those who attack them is deeply disturbing he said. First of all, first of all, do we not believe that they are the ones with the legal protections? Special rapporteurs like Mr. Rao are appointed by the UN Human Rights Council to monitor Specific country situations or thematic issues? Now, isn't that something because we are wanting to be on the Human Rights Council? Hmm. They serve in their independent capacity and on a volunteer basis. They are neither UN staff nor do they receive a salary from the organization. All right, let me show you this, Brian. Colonial shutdown shows how Americans pay the price for efficiency. It's hard to be resilient when you rely on a single source. The drivers stuck in gas lines after the colonial pipeline shut down, the Texans freezing in their homes after the February grid collapse and the Californians sweltering through their own power failures last summer. All were paying the unintended and unexpected price of efficiency. The market-driven energy sector has spent a decade or more cutting costs, streamlining, and digitizing. Four big oil refineries have shut down in Pennsylvania and New Jersey since 2010 because it's cheaper to bring in gasoline by pipeline from the Gulf Coast 1,500 miles away as long as that pipeline stays in operation. Texas and California have driven the price of electricity down by throwing out the old regulatory structure, the structure that made sure utilities earned enough to invest in backup resources. Well, we know they're all getting ready for the infrastructure infrastructure uh deals that they're doing so look at this one high fuel prices and shortages hit trucking industry as nation critically needs gasoline and goods transported the recent cyber attack on on colonial pipeline combined with a pandemic recovering economy have hit the trucking industry which plays a crucial role in consumer spending. Lee Kloss is a long-haul driver who has spent most of his past 50 years working behind the wheel. Wow. The cost of doing his job spiked dramatically this week. Kloss, 73, drives a Freightliner. He's not hauling gasoline, but he's feeling the pinch of fuel shortages and higher prices in the wake of the colonial pipeline cyber attack. He is paying three sixty a gallon. Wow. Far more than the two fifty to three dollars a gallon he paid during much of the pandemic. I started to freak out when it hits four dollars a gallon and I'm paying almost a thousand dollars to fill up a two hundred and forty gallon tank, said Klaus who was in Rhode Island on Wednesday and drives long hours daily. For me to run across the country in my truck, it takes about three fill-ups from the West Coast to the East Coast, and that's a lot of money. Wow. $3,000 to drive a truck from one side of the country to the other? Wow. huh? Let's see what they got to say here. Look,
3: that's the gas lines. I'm in Asheville,
6: and the lines are already here. Some of the pumps, it looks like they're out of. Anything but 93 octane, and some have bags over them. So the uh, run-on gas is happening live here.
1: Wow, look at that. This is North Carolina.
0: Wow. This is what it's looking like at the Sam's. Yeah, sure, we're just getting ready to come on. People fueling up. Why should your
1: business go hybrid? Well, it's a lot like wow. golf. The more insights you have, the better your game. With IBM Watson on a hybrid platform. Class- I wouldn't have nothing, IBM, the IT, IOT company of the world. Okay, so let me show you this one. This one is according to the World Economic Forum. This is a survey done. Will employees be required to get the vaccine? This is dated May 17th. This is today. 40% of companies surveyed in new report require all employees to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Wow. 40% of the companies are pressuring. I would like to do a survey in my chat rooms. If you have quit your job because your employer is asking you to take the vaccine, I want you to do a thumbs up in the room. Let me know if this is one of you where you had to quit your job because your employer is asking you to get the V. Not if you know someone, but if it's actually happened to you. okay the article says employees will be encouraged but not required to get the jab by 32 percent of the companies mental health concerns and burnout have risen over the agenda risen of the agenda since the onset of the pandemic almost nine in every ten companies will require or encourage their employees to get the vaccine or face consequences according to a new report. There you go. There you go. That's the end of society right there. That is the end of society. Nine out of ten companies. Bride, that is Horrible. Horrible. Oh, wait a minute. This is on the World Economic Forum website. This is a legit source. This is a legit source. So if they're telling us that nine out of ten companies are going to be doing this, then you can make bank that this is going to happen. Nine out of ten. Wow. I am so sad for our country. I mean, we all knew this was coming. I mean, it's not that it's that much of a shock. But people are going to hate. You're going to have to make a choice, Brad. You're there. They're, this is where the mandatory is coming in. This is where the mandatory is coming in. Yes, Leslie, all of the people out there. That are hanging on to see if they're going to make it right there. You got your answer. So you need to make your move. You need to make your decisions right now because there's coming a day we won't be able to travel. I mean, I'm talking about if you're going to move anywhere. You need to make plans that this is coming. Quit guessing, quit waiting. It's a fact, it's coming. So you need to make proper adjustments in your houses, bride. This is terrible. Yeah, self-employment might be the only choice soon. That is true. That is true. Adapt your skills. Good point, Sherry. I hear you. I am. Good point. Jesus saved, said I set my household up in 2020 because I knew this was coming. Oh, Sonny, I hear you. Yeah, the bride's get Y'all got to get. We're seeing it right here. It's official. P. Everybody's been asking, are they going to make require it in our job? We found out right here, nine out of ten, and I guarantee you know who the other ten are. Probably people like me, the Christians, the Christian companies that say no nope, type of deal. We would probably rather make sure who we hire does not have the V. (laughs) You know, I mean, there are companies, Brad, that are actually saying that. We want to know if you've had the V, because if you have, we're not hiring people that's had it. So, I mean, it goes both ways. So that's probably where that other 1% is. Okay, well, let's continue reading. Almost nine in every 10 companies will require or encourage their employees to get a vaccine or face consequences according to a new report. All employees are required to be vaccinated by 40% of companies surveyed in a report from Arizona State University, the World Economic Forum, and the Rockefeller Foundation. Wow, we really trust the Rockefeller Foundation. Yeah. No, thank you. Employees will be encouraged but not required by 32% and 16% to require some but not all employees have to have the jab. While vaccination programs are well underway in many of the world's wealthiest countries, other regions lag far behind with India and Latin America in the crosshairs. Look at there, 88% of employers will require or encourage vaccination for employees. 40% require all employees to be vaccinated, 32% encourage but not require employees, and 16% require some employees to be vaccinated. Ah, There you go. Okay, let's move on to the next deal. Check this out, Bride. Check this out. China seeks to run global database for vaccine passports. This is data today. China has, as a technocracy, China has packaged and exported to the world its evil system, of social and pseudo-scientific control. Global citizens, including Americans, are in total denial of these expansionist goals even as China closes the trap. On March the 8th, China launched its domestic vaccine passport, which shows a Chinese citizen's vaccination status and virus test results via a program on Chinese social media platform WeChat. The following day on March 9th, China urged the World Health Organization to allow Beijing to build and run a global database for vaccine passports, prompting fears over privacy and expansion of government surveillance. The WeChat program and other Chinese smartphone apps include an encrypted QR code that allows authorities to obtain a traveler's health information. The apps track a user's location and produces a color code of green, yellow, or red to indicate the likelihood of their having the virus. Can you believe that? And whether or not the person can walk around freely? Wow these qr health codes are already required to gain the entry into domestic transport and many public spaces in china wow hmm Thank you, sis. Here's another good source that she brought to the forefront. Thank you, Miss Leslie. This is a post that we put out for we are the bride. And here's what the picture says. Stay pure, stay holy, stay natural, and say no to Trump's V. Be encouraged, bride. Don't fall for the pressures from the beast. We do these encouraging things on our Facebook. You need to like this little channel. We are the bride. And it says, you are the bride. You are called apart for his glory. Do you think Jesus would tell you to do this? Don't listen to Franklin Graham, who tells you that Jesus would. He would not. You are designed to be pure, holy, and consecrated. Do not be tainted. God is our healer, deliverer, and provider. Right now, people are pressuring most of you. Don't listen to these people or ministers who are telling you it's okay. It is not these ministers doing this will answer to God about all the people leaving this earth too early and the serious side effects due to this agenda. Please, bribe, research for yourself what is in these things. Don't do this to, number one, keep your job, keep flying, to keep your material things, to please your neighbors. Or to fit in and feel cool. Protect your temple at all cost. It will cost you everything. The MOTB is here. This is done in stages. Listen to this, Brad. One, two, three, and you're out. Type of deal. Don't even go to number one. If you went to number one, then repent. And don't go to number two if you went to number two and still can do this then repent and ask god to heal and deliver you and pray that its effects will be removed because number three is coming soon so it's not that i don't believe i believe it is the MOTB, but i believe it's going to be i believe it's in stages And so um, I believe that the ones that participate in this agenda, sadly enough, it will desensitize them. You know, it will, it's not good. It's just not good. So what it does to people, we're already seeing the fruits of it. Uh, But I'm not trying to put condemnation on anyone. I'm just saying, if you did any of it, if you participated, repent and ask God to help you stand because if you can't stand now you just wait till you see what they've got coming okay so here you go I say on here say no to Trump's v new world order surveillance attached to the grid this way internet of bodies internet of things CRISPR aborted baby parts research all of this Say no to nar. So definitely, I put my ministry on the line by posting this. Wow, it's already reached 783 people. That's amazing. <gasps> 24 shares. I can't believe it. That's the most. <laughs> that's the most this little low channel's ever seen. I haven't worked this channel very much. The so we are the bride one. Uh, But it's got 24 shares. We are the bride, though, see, and this is the way I see she's doing right now is they're pressuring her to do this and she needs to stand strong. This is why, bride, as well, that we're fasting. We've got to have the strength of God. This thing is so big, you know, and it's got its tentacles out there and it's trying its best to try to get us. You know, so we've got to um, be very careful. (sighs) Okay. um, Somebody sent me this. Let's check this out a minute. Look at this nanotechnology for food engineering, biomembrane and nano carriers. Nano carriers in foods. If no one, if one wanted to, one or many could start a mutant virus outbreak through mRNA carrier delivery in foods. Well, I'm sure they could. You know, Brad, about uh, the MOTB, okay? And we know that uh, there's a lot that they could do with the nanoparticles. Okay, the nanobytes. All right, so this is our last thing. Okay, the report. U.S. officials investigating crypto exchange. Binance amid markets' massive boom. What is Binance? Did they mistype this? That was finance? Or is it on purpose like Bitcoin and be Binance. Jennifer, I'm so sorry to hear that. She goes, my mom was pressuring me last night to go, and she took the V. Oh, it's so sad. Oh, Deborah said on March the 20th of 2020, I mean, March the 30th at 7 a.m. on my front porch, this is what the father spoke to me. He said, I have protected you. You are mine. Your DNA is pure. Your DNA is my DNA, says the Lord. Well, it makes sense because we are created in his image. Binance is an exchange. Okay, thank you. All right, let's see here. Amid market's massive boom, the Department of Justice and Internal Revenue Service have reportedly opened an investigation into cryptocurrency exchange Binance, heightening tensions in the largely unregulated industry and unprecedented market volatility, and reports that hackers demanded a $5 million cryptocurrency. Ransom from the fuel company that halted operations this week. U.S. officials from the Department of Justice and IRS are seeking information about Cayman Islands-based Binance from people with intimate knowledge of the company's operations. Bloomberg reported Thursday, citing anonymous sources familiar with the matter. It's unclear what exactly officials are probing, but the report states that prosecutors within the Department of Justice's Bank Integrity Unit charged with complex international cases involving money laundering are at least partly leading the inquiry. Oh, they have their own coin, too. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Well, there you have it, Brian. I think that's all that I have for you. Let me see here. Oh, no, we're going to look into Mount Weather. All right, let's check this out. I've never heard of this. Mount Weather Emergency Operations Center. The Mount Weather Emergency Operations Center is a government command facility in the United States of Virginia, or the U.S. state of Virginia, used as the center of operations for FEMA, also known as the High Point Special Facility. Its preferred designation since 1991 is the facility is a major relocation site for the highest level of civilian and military officials in case of national disaster playing a major role in continuity of government. Malweather is the location of a control station for FEMA national radio systems. A high-frequency radio system connecting most federal public safety agencies and the U.S. military with most of the states. FNARS allows the president to access the emergency alert system. The site was brought into the public eye by the Washington Post when the government facility was mentioned on December 1, 1974, while reporting on the crash of TWA Flight 514, a Boeing 727 jetliner, into Mount Weather. So it's in the Blue Ridge Mountains, huh, in Blue Mount, Virginia. Hmm. Let's see if there's any videos on Mount Weather. Let's check here. Okay, well, let's see what they got to Thunderstorm. Thunderstorms.
5: Speaking of weather forecasting, all of the forecasts that we use here in the Weather Center are actually started from weather balloons. And actually, they started at a place called Mount Weather. If you're like me before this story, many of you probably had never even heard of it. Have you ever heard about Mount Weather? I
4: have not. In Virginia? Where is it?
0: What is it? Mount Weather?
4: Happy? I've heard of Mount Weather or
0: not is there such a place.
5: There is such a place.
2: Just, you know, every day I wake up, and I'm totally amazed at the stuff that I
5: absolutely know nothing about. And this is one of them. And as you're about to find out, that's probably just what the government wants to hear from you. Located in northern Virginia, Mount Weather today is surrounded by an ongoing mystery that can't be contained. To help clear things up, we took the four-hour trip north to the tiny town of Berryville, a population of only about 3,000. It's not far from where Mount Weather started. Berryville is your classic all-American small town, quiet and charming. It even has an old-fashioned barber shop, a place where a dime will buy you two hours of parking time. It's also where we found local historian Mary Moritz, who at least gave us some insight on how the mountain got its name.
0: Originally in 1903, it was bought as a weather observatory station and they had an
1: observatory there and they flew box kites so that they could uh, work on the weather and it stayed like that for
5: years. Some of the first weather observations we use today were recorded at Mount Weather. But global politics took over the mountain's mission in the 1950s with the start of the Cold War and the fear of Bang. nuclear attack cover. Since then, the facility has grown, expanding on top of the 430-acre mountain site, but most of the complex is believed to be underground. These satellite photos clearly show what almost looks like a small town with countless roads and buildings. But it's what you can't see that has people in Berryville talking, or perhaps not talking.
0: It's just become part of the landscape with us, and it, it's the old policy, don't ask, don't tell. So we don't ask, they don't tell.
5: Andy McIntyre has actually seen Mount Weather. We met up with him at Jane's Lunch, a small-town diner right up the street. What it look like? Just
4: like a place where you didn't need to be. Really? Yeah.
5: We couldn't find a single person in Berryville that didn't know something about Mount Weather. Uh-huh. nancy myers runs jane's lunch i do know there's like six or eight levels up there because my brother worked for uh for the telephone company and he's cleared to go down six levels six levels of what though? the rumors run rampant
0: There's a tunnel from Mount Weather to the White House underground. I heard that. i been told that there's the side of the mountain opens, like the James Bond movie, and the helicopters go in the side of the mountain. Pretty Ah. tall tales.
5: So we decided to check out the location of the place for ourselves. It's nestled deep in the woods. On the border of Clark and Loudoun counties, buried within tall trees on Route 601, a public road. Signs warn of unwanted visitors every few feet. Just as we were starting to set up shooting video for this story, two black SUVs pulled up behind us with flashing lights. That's funny. Our cameras kept rolling as Homeland Security officers checked our personal identification, vehicle registration, and even some of the information that we knew about Mount Weather. We were careful not to break any laws or trespass. Still, we were politely told to move along, to not attract any unwanted attention from passers-by. Our visit, quickly cut short. Now, despite us actually seeing Mount Weather for ourselves, the folks here in Washington are actually being quite tight-lipped about the situation. In fact, published reports indicate that FEMA is no longer even acknowledging Mount Weather's existence. Now, one of the reasons for that could be that there was a major catastrophic event here at the nation's capital, Mount Weather may take over as our second form of government. In fact, what? the talk around Berryville tends to focus on what role, if any, Mount Weather played during the events of September 11th, 2001, when top congressional administration were reportedly whisked off to a secret bunker 75 miles west of Washington.
0: We do know, or we do suspect that when 9-11 was here, we got a call from the DC stations here Asking us if um, we had seen the vice presidential motorcade come by here.
5: Uh, You couldn't drive down that road. It was the whole road was sealed
0: off.
5: Fiction or not, one thing is clear. Mount Weather will remain a mystery for now.
0: And I have a lot of friends that work up there. But nobody talks. Ah. Nobody. Nobody. Not even the first level people will talk to you about the place. So it's pretty cool. But I don't know anything about it.
5: Now, it's important to mention that the
0: Department of Homeland
5: Security treated us with much respect, but they were also very careful not to give us any more information than we had already found out for ourselves. John,
0: well, that's so now I want to go. Wow, <laughs> we're taking a field trip.
1: <laughs> Thank you for sharing that, sis. That was very interesting. Yeah, I wonder what it has to do with HARP. All right, Brad, well, that's all I have for you today. So I will see you all. uh. Author and White House correspondent, Dr. Hugh Knight,
2: has published 10 books. As she traveled the country in obedience to God's serving ministries, her books are about the Bride of Christ preparing the church for the end of days, persecution, purity, and spiritual warfare. She even wrote a book revealing the pain and struggles of her own life called Testimony of a Broken Bride Jesus is the True Husband. Her books hope to help families make right decisions in the coming days about the mark of the beast and to choose Jesus over the beast's system. Released four books this year about current-day situations such as judgment and technology, tribulation days, and more. These four books released in April of 2020 after she left the White House and exposes what she knows about President Trump and the anti to agenda. These books reveal apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment and it's for the harvest. Dr. June reveals the great divide in the church in this hour due to the great deception explains what is the ecumenical movement, New Apostolic Reformation, and False Religions, exposes the One World Religion agenda, Dr. Hume exposes the New World Order and Satanic agenda, this book exposes the lie of the New Apostolic Reformation Evangelicals, who has surrounded the president and is partnering with the beast system. This book chronicles 40 days of repentance and casting down 40 idols in our nation and church. This book reveals the biblical pattern of judgment and the current judgment. What is the pattern of God's judgment? Why does he judge? What is my role in this? This book discusses now that we their apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment. Where do we go from here? How do we prepare? What do we look for? What about technology? The human implantation chip, etc.? So purchase the American Quad books the day before they shut them down. Be alert. Be informed. Be equipped for the war ahead. Or go to www.gotreehouse.org and purchase all ten of Dr. Dewey's books today on sale. If you are interested
4: in writing a book, please go to treehousepublishers.com. Thank you.